a Tuesday morning and welcome to the Lady Life Podcast, an inspirational podcast for ladies of all ages. I am your host, Kimberly Gladney, Christian author and the creator of the Lady Life Magazine. Today we are celebrating Black history and we have an extraordinary woman that is doing some extraordinary things within the community. Dr. Melody Kelly is a graduate of Wayne State University. She has also done studies at the University of Alabama and has earned a doctorate in organic chemistry. She is assistant professor of chemistry for Georgia State University's Perimeter College also a STEM faculty associate for Georgia State University's Center for Excellence. Dr. Kelly is a member of the Leadership Council Sandy Springs Together, which is a local nonprofit that promotes racial and social equity through the lens of affordable housing access. She has served as an advocate and community organizer in apartment communities throughout Sandy Springs. She also serves as board member for the Sandy Springs Education Force. In 2021, she was appointed by Georgia State Representative Josh McLaurin to the Sandy Springs Charter Review Commission. And yes, also in 2021, Dr. Kelly made history becoming the first person of color elected to Sandy Springs City Council. And ladies, I saved the best part for last, okay? With all of this and all of her success, guess what? Dr. Kelly is a single mom. So good morning, Dr. Kelly, and welcome to the Lady Life Podcast. Thank you for having me. Yes, yes, we are excited to have you join us and um, coming, you know, to share with the ladies. Um, you have done some amazing things and I am just looking forward to sharing uh, what you have to say with our listeners. So uh, we're going to go ahead and get started, Dr. Kelly. So share with okay. the ladies. Yes, share with the ladies regarding your journey of becoming the first African-American woman doctoral candidate in the chemistry department of the University of Alabama. I want them to know in what ways did this success prepare you for your current role as the first person of color elected to Sandy Springs City Council? Well, thank you. Uh, that's, that's actually a really great question because I am finding that my journey in academia uh, has affected me in ways that are still being revealed. So I'll give you what I have so far. Because <laughs> every day I'm discovering uh, some new connection, uh, if you will, uh, between this experience and, and those experiences uh, at the University of Alabama. I, I will say this, one thing that I, I got from, from academia, both at Wayne State University and the University of Alabama, I learned how to sort of exist in spaces uh, that were not, where, where individuals like me did not traditionally exist. Okay. Perhaps, perhaps you could say uh, learning how to exist in spaces that 
uh, were not tradi uh, traditionally designed for for someone like myself uh, to to be there. I am originally from uh, Detroit, Michigan, and you mentioned being a single parent. Uh, my daughter was born my junior year of undergraduate. So my senior year of graduate, uh, my senior year of undergraduate, that last year, I actually had a newborn. I had a baby the entire year, and I didn't have childcare. And I was a chemistry major at a wow. predominantly white institution. Yes. So you can imagine taking, now this is my senior year, so I'm taking high level courses, right? I'm taking 500 level chemistry courses. All men, no people of color in the classroom. And I'm not only showing up, I'm showing up with a carrier. <laughs> I'm showing up with an infant. And, and I dare you to say something. And I'm walking to the front of the room. Yes. <laughs> that's where I that's where I always I always like to sit in the front of a lecture room. Um so even those experiences, just something like that has has prepared me to be in the position I'm in now, uh at, in Sandy Springs, where again I'm the only sort of person like myself in a space. So I have had years of experience uh, doing that. I think academia and, and graduate school, that was key to where I am today. That is so good. So I want to follow up. Um, so you're, um, you're saying that, you know, you're in a space that was not yet created for anyone uh, like you. So how did you operate in that space? Um, how did you make it through? How did you overcome? I know it was very challenging um, to be the first of anything. Yeah. It's always a challenge, okay? Um, yeah. But to operate in that space and to maneuver, how did you do that? Give us a description of that um, in case there's someone who's listening that's also in that space and uh, maybe having a difficult time um, with that. Right. It has helped me. I guess something that I definitely left out is it, it helps to have a group of people okay. uh, that you can sort of rely on, um, vent to, if you will. Or so I wasn't so so whenever I was alone, I wasn't quite alone. There was a community okay. uh, of people who um, I, I connected with, who were experiencing something similar, um, maybe not exactly the same thing. So it, it, I very often leaned on, on communities uh, that, that I had uh, access to, uh, even if they weren't in the exact space that I was in. So even at the University of Alabama, uh, there were people all over the university. Uh, in fact, just, uh, one of my best, uh, my one of my strongest mentors was getting her PhD in physics okay. as the first African American woman in physics at the exact same time, and so being able to just call her <laughs> if, if 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 I was uncomfortable, but but ultimately what gets you through is shifting your mindset and and just realizing that you belong in that place and and accepting that. I love that. That is so good. Shifting your mindset, knowing that you belong. That's powerful. Um, that is so good. Okay, awesome. So, uh, Dr. Kelly, 
what is your definition of success and how have you applied this concept to your life? I think about that a lot because <laughs> I guess one of the burdens of being fairly ambitious is that you you never really feel successful. Like you, you never feel it, it's for a long time, I associated success with sort of the static place that you get to or the static sort of thing that you accumulate or um, maybe a status you hold, uh, being the, the manager or the boss or the dean or the getting tenure or something. But I think when you boil it all down, it's just going to, I associate, at least now I do, success with just being a, a self-actualized person. So you think about Maslow's hierarchy of needs and, and at the top you have self-actualization. And I think I associate within myself and with others, um, success being people who understand that they are fully in control of their life. And then they, they live in that paradigm. And so that way it doesn't really, I have successful people all over the, uh, at different levels of our society. But success to me is more of an internal sort of people who are creating their life um, and, and not you know, necessarily caught up so much in uh, the, the, the notion that other things are in control and sort of really taking, having a, a sustained sense of agency, I think is, is what I view success as being um, when you break it all down. Okay, so yes, definitely not um, status. We know that success is not found in our, our titles. Mm -hmm. um, it's not found in material things. Um, it's not even on you know social media, your, the amount of followers that you have. We all know that that is not success. Um, and so that's good, Dr. Kelly, um, because those things do not measure you know, um, our success. So self-actualization. Um, is what you're saying for you. Yeah, for me, that was the moment for me where I was like, oh, I'm successful. When I started to see my own power, right? That my own, and, and I'm just saying like, I, I, I spent a large amount of time believing that other things, circumstances had power over me. So when I started to see my own ability, I think that was, for me, that was success. You can go anywhere if you, if you can start to, to look at life that way. Okay, that's awesome. So recognizing the treasure that you have within yourself. Mm -hmm. Yes, that is so awesome. Okay, so Dr. Kelly, what is the importance of having a vision for your life? What are some practical steps to bringing the vision to fruition? Hmm. Vision, I... In my life, and I'm going to steal a quote from someone, what, what I've learned is that pain pushes you until vision pulls you, right? So, so in my life, vision has functioned as a way out of tough circumstances or uh, painful circumstances. Your vision sort of almost saves you being able to see, to see more than what is practically around you at, at the time. 
Um, but to your question about practical steps, I, I, believe it or not, I'm, I'm actually big into vision boards. Like I, I do believe in <laughs> taking a vision and just analyzing it and, and really just, I've had success with that. That's one just practical thing I do as it relates to sort of actualizing of my vision um, of myself and my life is, is I do vision boards. And to be honest, I talk about it. So surround yourself with people who you can talk about your vision to. <laughs> that is, that's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. Yes, the Bible tells us to write the vision. And so you're saying, you know, the vision board, that's what you do. You know, you put it out there, you write it down. And so um, you've had success for, with that. And so um, that is so awesome. That is so good. Um, okay, so what encouragement, Dr. Kelly, can you share with single moms that are listening regarding moving forward to achieve their dream or dreams? Because as a single mom, uh, I love this. You packed up and moved to a new state and continued to flourish. Uh, describe, <laughs> yes, describe this process and how you overcame challenges along the way. So as you said, I definitely, I'm in Sandy Springs because five years ago I moved here uh, with my daughter for, for a job. That's a story that a lot of people in Atlanta have. Uh, there's nothing original about that, <laughs> but uh, just sort of finding, finding my way. It, it, was, it was challenging. Sandy Springs is a large, it's, it's a significantly sized city but it also has a lot of small town elements. So learning how to navigate the community and the, the people and the, and the leaders in the community and the, the influencers, <laughs> um, it, it was a challenge. But here's what I'll say just in general to single parents. Uh, every time, and this is when I reflect, this is something I've, I've realized is that every time I've ever sort of authentically shown up in a room, the room changes a little bit. Like I've, I've witnessed it. You can, you can sit down with people who might have a certain view, black, single mom, blah, blah, blah. Whenever I sit down and authentically show myself to people, you can just watch them, you could just watch them shift. Like it's, it's small, but it's very impactful. So what I would tell single parents to do is show up and, and, and show up, you know, as yourself. No need to be ashamed of anything. Um, like show people who we are and, and sort of what, what, we, can, what we can do. Um, there, I think there's this belief that you know, you're limited uh, as a single parent. And I would, I, I, not to go into it, I just have a whole belief about, I, I think there are sort of pros and cons, cons to it. I think you have certain advantages actually as a single parent, but so much of the narrative around single parenting hasn't really been written by single parents, to be honest. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's a lot good. Of, a lot of people sort of witnessing or maybe reading or watching something or hearing something about single parenting, but um, single, single parenthood has been my fuel <laughs> through all this. Uh, I, 
just sort of being able to model things for, for my daughter. And I mean, that's motivating. Yes. So that's um, sort of what I would say to, to single parents, like show up. The question is not, should you, you must, like, it is your duty to start showing up in in these rooms where single parents don't traditionally uh, exist. It is your duty to start showing up in these spaces and um, sort of advocating for yourself and, and being authentically who you are and showing people your story. That is so good. I love that. And so um, the dream part, encourage them, um, share with them regarding moving forward to achieve their dreams, because some single moms do see that as a limit with them being, you know, single moms. So what can you say to encourage them to, yes, show up, um, but keep moving, you know, um, to achieve the dreams or dreams that they have? So one thing I'll say is start wherever you are. You often feel like you have to be at a certain place before you can do a thing. And in, in my life, I have always started from wherever I was. I remember, for example, I was, I'll go back to my last year of college. I did, my car broke down. I didn't have a car. So I have this infant, I have no car, and I have a class starting at 1115. What do you do? You get on a bus. <laughs> like, that's what I did. You know, you get on a bus. You walk. <laughs> whatever you just start from whatever place you're in. Um, I remember even here in, in Sandy Springs, I wanted to be a part of the PTO at my daughter's school. And you know, no, sh- it, no shot to the, the PTO. It was just actually not the most transparent process. It, they weren't advertising leadership pos- positions on the PTO. Um, so I actually just started kind of stalking the, the PTO. Like I would just show up at like stuff and they'd be like, who are you? And I'd be like, I'm Melody. Who are you? You know, <laughs> and, <laughs> but, but it's, it's weird. I have so many weird and awkward stories of just doing things from the position that I was in, um, regardless of the resources I lacked. Uh, I have, I mean, I could talk, I really could talk all day about um, like things uh, in, in that respect. I remember, I'll give you this this one last story. Um, it was my last final exam for my bachelor's degree. My last final exam. If I get this final exam done, I have gra- I'm ready to graduate. So I, uh, I'm taking this exam in a lecture hall with like 200 people. You can literally hear a pen drop. I have my daughter with me. And this is one of those days where she's irritated. So in this lecture hall, 200 people, you can hear a pen drop. Kiara, my daughter, starts like crying. Like she, I mean, it was, oh my goodness. It was the most embarrassing. It was so awkward. So I immediately pick her up and I carry her to the front of the class where my professor is. And I ask my professor if I can take the exam standing just outside of the door so that I can kind of rock my daughter while taking the exam on the Scantron. So he grants permission. Thank you. Thank you for that. And so I'm literally 
the point, I guess the point I'm making is I took my last final exam, standing up, holding a kid, trying to bubble in a Scantron. Like, and yeah, it was embarrassing. People walk past, who is she? What is she doing? You know, so um, that's where I was. Uh, That's what I needed to do. And so I did it. And that's, that's it. So as a single parent, you don't always have the resources. You're going to work twice as hard and, and have essentially what half of what uh, the average family has, the, the more traditional family. But do it anyway. Show up anyway. Yeah. I love that. Do it anyway. Show up anyway. And so just listening to you, uh, Dr. Kelly, um, you're very driven. And I know that that comes from somewhere. Um, where did that come from? Was it a parent? Was it a mentor? Because everyone does not have that drive. I want you to understand that you are exceptional, okay, just by listening to you and, uh, you know, hearing of your success. And so what is that drive? I want others to hear that because this helps them. What drives you? You know, what what got you to that point? It would, uh, I would have to argue it's a combination of people. Uh, if, if we're talking about people, I have a, I have had a village uh, throughout throughout my life. I've had some some mentors. <clears throat> um, my parents. I have incredibly hardworking parents. They they just are. Um, I I just come from from that. Uh, just watching that and. And my daughter. So I, I would say a good chunk of that drive comes from the fact that I know another human being depends on me, period. And and I'm not going to, I have an aunt. I'm from the South originally, my family. Uh-huh. So I have, a, I have a, a, really an auntie. <laughs> and she, she always says to me, she says, Melody, don't leave no fool out. Of, she says, don't leave no fool out in the world, basically. Yes, um, yes which basically she's saying, you know, you have a duty to mold your child. Do not leave her with us in this world unmolded. Um, So I I take that very serious. I take that very serious. So anything I want my daughter to do, I do it. I want her to clean her room. I go clean my room. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I want her to get straight A's. I go get straight A's, you know, Um, and that's, so that's the biggest, I would say the biggest drive is just not to sort of be, uh, not to have that element of hypocrisy in my parenting where I'm like, you need to do all this, but then I'm not doing it. You know, yes. I'm scared or, um, uh, yeah. I love that. I love that, Dr. Kelly. That is so good. And I know that's going to help um, the listeners there. So, uh, Dr. Kelly, uh, you have an extensive background in education, particularly math and science. Um, you continue to educate the underserved and non-traditional student populations. What is the value of mentoring and how can women contribute to positive change within their communities? Yeah, I believe that so I believe in what I call the M&Ms and it's mentoring and modeling, all right, as it relates to sort of transforming or impacting a, the younger generation. So mentoring is very important. I believe that, as we said earlier about starting where you are, so 
one of the things that anybody can do is you can get active in your local school, whether you have kids or not, whether you have kids or not, you can, I mean, you can change a life just by spending time with a young person, just authentically spending time with them. Um, I can, I can say that mentoring, I can talk forever probably about the ways that mentoring has uh, affected me in a positive way. Um, even with this latest uh, sort of running for office, just having people willing to donate their time to me and then talk to me and teach me things. Uh, mentoring is sort of a very accessible way to make an impact. And it doesn't always feel like it because <laughs> it's it's one-on-one. It doesn't always feel so impactful, but it's it's huge. It, it really is. Along with modeling, I think we talked about vision earlier. I think it's a lot easier to develop and actualize a vision when you see elements of it. So, you know, you, it helped me to be able to see, and, and I didn't see this often, but occasionally I saw like, African-American female professors. That helped. So that was a, I was able to sort of believe and invest in my own vision a little, a little bit more. So I think uh, mentoring and modeling are definitely big. I love that. Mentoring and modeling. Um, and yes, it is so important to have um, that support system. Um, I, I even look at my own life and how many mentors I have had. Um, um, and like you said, you know, that one-on-one, -on -one, you might not think that it's, you know, impactful, but it really is impactful. So ladies, I encourage you um, to get out there um, and support your community, support uh, those young people um, in your communities. And like Dr. Kelly says, um, you don't even have to be a mother. You don't have to have a student. Um, you can still um, impart um, into the life of a youth and be that example, okay? Um, yep. And so that is so good. Well, we not need permission, right? We often think we need permission, or there are some gatekeepers, and, and no, you don't need permission. <laughs> just, <laughs> just go do something. <laughs> just go do something. I do love something. it. Just go do something. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dr. Kelly, this has been a pleasure, um, and I know an encouragement. Yes, an encouragement uh, to the ladies. Um, I want you to know that uh, our prayers are with you. Um, you. Uh, in all your future endeavors, I see nothing but greatness um, in your future. Um, and so this is so awesome. And I want to thank you again for joining the Lady Life Podcast. Okay. Thank you. Yes. 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 And thank you, ladies, as always, uh, for listening. All right. And um, if you want to subscribe to the podcast, you can always search Kimberly's Lady Life Podcast there at Pod Chaser. And uh, I will be, I will have more of uh, Dr. Kelly's bio on the Instagram page at Love the Lady Life. Okay. So you can go there and uh, check it out in detail. So always remember, keep living your best life unto the Lord. Keep living life Keep learning life's most valuable lessons and keep creating positive change within your communities. Uh, bye for now and have a blessed day.